The Grave Talk podcast is filmed in front of a live studio audience. <laughs> okay, stop me if you heard this one. You wake up in a deserted hospital. All right, stop. I've heard that one. Fine. <laughs> Hey, all you creatures from cyberspace. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the Grave Talk Podcast. My name is Mark, again joined by John and Garrett. Fellas, how are we doing today? It's day. It is. It's not night. <laughs> there is sunshine outside. So there's some behind the scenes for you listeners. <laughs> oh my God, listeners, help me. Feel this is what curtain. I put up with. <laughs> also in the studio, we have a guest with us today. Her name is Joyce. Hello, Joyce. How are you doing? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? So far, so good. We're here you to impressed talk by about our movies. studio? No, I got to say I'm not. <laughs> this is where I live, assholes. <laughs> Grave Talk Studios. I love it. We don't have guest towels. We don't have extra chairs. <laughs> Recorded live in an alley behind the Taco Bell. I mean, as a house, it's fine. But as a studio, it's lacking. Hear that, listeners? If you want to donate to the Grave Talk Studio Foundation. <laughs> yes, we'll take all your money. Uh, well, before we get going, Joyce, before you join us on this audio expedition, I'm going to need to ask you a few questions. An interview of sorts. We got to see if you have the right stuff. Okay. We're going to give you a monster test. Okay. As we do with every guest. So, are you ready? As ready as I'm going to be. Okay. What are the two ways to kill a vampire? Uh, sunlight and garlic. Sunlight is true. Is garlic, does garlic kill? Garlic hurts, doesn't kill. Hurt. Probably could kill. You steak get enough to, garlic. Steak to the steak heart. To the heart. Steak to the heart. That's what we're looking for. With okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is Frankenstein the name of the guy or the monster? The guy. It's Dr. Frankenstein's monster. Correct. What is the way to kill a werewolf? Uh, silver bullet? Yeah. Yeah, any silver. It's true. Is there another way? Is that it? Anything anything that penetrates with silver, silver technically kills them. It's like a silver-tipped cane would work also. (laughs) Yeah, you could. A silver spoon. If you're really dedicated. (laughs) The slow route. (laughs) All right. Uh, Frankenberry, Booberry, or Count Chocula? Ooh. Count Chocula. Yeah. Standard, but I'll give it to you. That's because it's the best. There's a reason it's (laughs) the standard. Frankenberry for me. (laughs) Right. <laughs> you can't buzz me. I'm asking the question. Just did. Okay, who is the unofficial Grave Talk mascot? Uh, I just learned this recently. It is Adam Scott. Yes, correct. that is All correct. Right. Adam Scott, please don't sue us. <laughs> we haven't talked about him in a while. We got to uh, really step up. We haven't had Adam a movie Scott with Adam Scott in. We got to step up our game. Yeah. We got to tweet Adam. We invite him to be on this podcast, and we'll talk about him for. An Look, hour I'm just saying, if you guys want to pay for the restraining order, like fees, <laughs> so we just I'm get, willing to stock the man I'm right up to the line of stalker, and you know, you go back one step, and that's where we got to be. Right, just creepy, not yeah. stocky. All right, Joyce, are you now, or have you ever been a cave monster hell bent on eating flesh? I have not. Swear to it. I swear. Okay. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any experience in cavery, spelunction, stalactitis, or stalagmosis? I'm sorry, did you say spelunction? These are all official terms. Wow. Official terms. From like the Dictionary of Mark or? Correct. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do not. Okay. All right, you passed. You're allowed to be a guest on this show. Congratulations. Now. Sweet. (laughs) What have you guys been up to since last time? Not much. Actually, don't have anything to talk about this time. Are John, you, you didn't watch a bunch of Amazon movies? I did not. Are you ill? Uh, no. 
Oh, just John, been John lost his endorsement from Amazon. Annoyingly busy, <laughs> uh, and haven't had much opportunity to watch I'd, horror movies. Well, okay, you'll you'll watch some more. I'm sure of it. That's oh, don't worry. You thing, know, yeah. There's a, like a rule. I gotta watch like 50 per month, so I have a fucking week coming up here. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna get an extra bill from Amazon. It's like you've watched too much. <laughs> you owe us money. I watched one called Hellfest. Is that the one they go to like the amusement park that's like horror themed and yes. Like the murders happen and they don't know if they're real or fake. Yeah, it's basically a slasher oh. film set inside of a theme park that is the most elaborate horror haunted house you've ever seen. I saw the trailer for that. That looked terrible. It's okay. It's like one of those movies that if it was like, you know, picture at 1995, there is no internet and you just have the TV on and you're flipping through the channels. It'd be one of the ones you stop on. You think Devin Sawa would be in that movie? Absolutely. Okay. Maybe Shannon Tweed, you know, a whole round list of 90s. Wait, Shannon Tweed, actors. isn't that the like country singer? No, Shannon Tweed is Shania a skin Twain. Oh, Shania Twain. Oh, little man. <laughs> Two very different that don't people. impress her much. I'd see that horror movie. <laughs> Shannon Tweed is married to Kiss, uh, what is this, the dude with the tongue? Gene Simmons? The dude with the tongue. Yeah. Okay. She's in all the Skinamax films from the 90s also. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, they're not in this movie. There's like 10,000 employees at this theme park. Per usual. It would be practical. It would be really incredible if this thing existed. Tony Todd is the head of it. Ooh. And he like announces all the rides. So he's just looping as they go through. But yeah, it's, it's a standard slasher film. It's okay. John, you'll be happy to know that the teens aren't as annoying as you're uh, used to. Oh, that's good. Okay. So you might actually hope some of these make it to the end. Right on. Where was it? Is it on Amazon? iTunes? Stars? I read it on Voodoo. Oh, Voodoo. Okay. Yeah. It's fairly new. I think it came out last year, but it's worth a watch if you got nothing better to do. Where's this? thing located hellfest yeah i think it's one of them traveling theme parks <laughs> you know the ones that uproot themselves with 10,000 employees yeah. Yeah. okay you know the overhead's got to be crazy for that absolutely but it's worth a watch if can we get into the about. finances of hellfest real quick <laughs> hold on okay. let me google yeah do you have their uh, financial statements and <laughs> i don't have any of this i'll get out of here with then don't garrett have come you prepared anything? okay next time i will i promise you got um anything? hmm i saw you watched hellfest because <laughs> I have access to your Voodoo account. I watched you watching Hellfest. <laughs> Weird. That's a new horror movie. Uh, <clears throat> not much. Finished uh, my Michael Myers sticker. Halfway done with my Leatherface sticker. So that's nice. it. Just doing a bunch of art. Cool. Wasting time. Living the American dream. Time I guess the dream could be valid anywhere. It doesn't have to be an American dream. European dream? Yeah, sure. Why not? National Lampoon's Just, European You know what? Dream. Feel free to dream world. Go for it. Ooh, dream world. <laughs> Is that the name of a Freddy movie? Uh, Dream Warriors. Dream Warriors. God, I yeah. suck. The best right. Freddy movie. I, I, I'm going to debate you on that one eventually. Okay. I look forward to it. Joyce, have you watched any horror movies lately? Uh, no, I guess I haven't. The Descent kind of traumatized me, so I think I need to take a break for a while. <laughs> traumatized because it's so scary? Yes, yeah. exactly. I knew it. Well, Joyce, one of the reasons you're here today is because you have a uh, you do not like this film. And I wanted to bring on and make sure that we had a... Uh, opinion other than mine and John's because I know we both like this film. Turns out Garrett's not a big fan of this either. But I did want to ask you before we get into that, Joyce, what kind of horror movies do you gen generally gravitate towards? Um, so I guess I typically like the movies where they're, they're, they're more jumpy. Um, you know, movies that kind of like hold you on the, 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 the edge of your seat. Less suspenseful, but more like the, the music will will change and then all of a sudden like something pops out and, and just gives you that like immediate scare. So you like the jump scares as opposed to like the buildup. Yes. Weird. I love okay. that. Okay. That I'm sure I know I'm sure I've met people who have that before. You're the first person I've never like they're flat out like that's my jam. That is that that absolutely is that that's what I look for in a horror movie. Huh. 
That's interesting because I'm almost the complete opposite. I find I like those annoy me because it's like, how can they cheaply get me to jump in my seat? But you actually like that thrill. Yeah, that's that's my favorite part. I think most people like that thrill. And that's why they are shoved in every single horror movie. Well, I yeah, we are the odd people out. <laughs> actually, I, I'm not against it. I hate it less than you two. There's there's great jump scares. I just have a problem when they like they go the full the full package. Like I don't care for I don't mind a visual jump scare. I don't mind an auditory jump scare. But when they like blast the music and have the jump scare and build it up. It's like, it's, it becomes such this thing where it's like, okay, look, I get it. You don't have to force feed me this. You can just do this and I'm happy with it. But yeah, no, I was reading, um, a couple, uh, tweets from a uh, cargo. The guy wrote insidious. Oh, sorry. That's not right. Sinister. He does a lot of like coaching about like uh, writing and he was like, you have to have jump scares. He's like, if you, if you make a horror movie without jump scares, your shit will not work. It's like people expect it. They want that. And it's weird because I read that and I was like, that can't be true. And if you think about it, though, it is part of the working formula. It really is necessary to some degree. Maybe not like all, like I said, all of it, you know, the loud music and stuff like that. It's kind of like the release, right? Because if you just have a movie with no jump scares, you're just building this whole fucking time. Yeah, that's a suspense. Yeah. And I mean, then that's not really a horror movie, in my opinion. That's like The Fugitive, you know? Yeah, and people would leave, I think, unsatisfied because they would never get to like come down. Yeah, and if if you think about like the most popular movies these days... You know, from the people who did Insidious, those those are just full of jump scares. Yeah, I, I, I get what you guys are saying. I'm not against the jump scare. It's whenever they pepper them in way too much. Um, once they become predictable, you know what I mean? Like that's, you kind that's of, that's what I think. You I kind think of get a pattern. Like very, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well I know exactly what's going to happen. She's going to walk into the room. She's going to look into the mirror and bang loud music. And then there, but I wonder there. if that's what's so satisfying about them for certain people though, because you know what you're getting into. Like it's a, it's a, um, a comfortable scare. It, it, it gets you, but it's definitely something like, you know, you know how to handle that level of scare. We should do a whole episode where we just delve into the psychology of the jump scare for two hours. Joyce, what is your favorite horror movie? So I've been thinking about this over the past week. I think my favorite horror movie is the first paranormal activity. Oh my God. We're done. Pack it up. We're finished with this podcast. It's a great movie. Oh my goodness. For For what it is, it was made for almost nothing. It's very simple and it's full of the jump scares that I like. I'm going to, I'm going to go out and say that I'm not, I'm going to back Joyce up and I actually like the first one. How do you guys get over how terrible a human being Mika is? He's trash and I'm glad when he dies. It so it sucks totally me okay. out of the movie so much. <laughs> I've, I can look past that. I've never hated a character in any movie as much as I hate Mika. As mentioned on previous episodes. Yes. It, every time paranormal activity comes up. Uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a t-shirt. That it's just John's face. Like I fucking hate me. I God, I can't stand him. <laughs> can't stand you. No, I think that's totally valid. Like Joyce makes a point. It, it's also a slow burn movie that to- slowly builds attention. And then she gets some of those. Don't call it slow releases. burn. It's a slow. Hey, when it takes her underneath, it's the, <laughs> it is the most dull. I mean, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> the parts where she's spoiler alerts, John, you want to throw that out? Um, oh yeah, sure. Spoiler alert for paranormal activity. If you've been in a cave <laughs> where she's like standing next to the bed and she like is walking down the hall and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. That stuff's scary as fuck. But the 15 hours that lead up to that, or uh, sir, like sir, let me stop you there. 37 days before 30. we get there. <laughs> oh I, I'm actually on your guys' side. I like the paranormal activity franchise more or less. I just, the first one to me is one of the weakest cause I can't stand Mika and he just fucking taints the whole shit for me. I, I will give it credit for what it did. It, it just changed the entire fucking game, but oh my God, 
it is the longest movie for it's like, like two long. minutes of payout. It's like the Blair Witch in that aspect. It's like there's just so much nothing happening. And then finally, at the very end, it's a little something. But that's interesting that you picked that movie. Like, that's wow. Dude, what were you doing? Joyce on this one. No, that's cool. Oh, thank I mean, you. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to knock anybody's <laughs> favorite movie. I, I love Biodome, so I don't really have a lot of room to talk, but I'm just saying. If I were to pick one from that franchise, I would probably go with number three. Yes, three is the best the one. The one I set agree. in the late 80s. You remember that one with the fan rotating and oscillating and the little girls? Yeah, that that was a good one. Um, that, that one did have more backstory to it, but I still think the first one is the best. Which one had the, the video game thing? That was number two. Video. I saw that one. It had, they had the Xbox camera that lit up the room with all the dots. Oh, the Kinect? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. that, that was number four, I think. Was that four? Yeah, I think so. I think two picks up right, right after one, essentially. Well, two, two is before one. I think. Yeah, two and is the sister. Oh, right. Yeah, and that's when they transfer it to Katie. That, yeah, and that, that's when they started using like the um, the stationary cameras, like the security cameras right. in the house. Number four was basically a girl with her laptop. Yeah. The and, whole time. And they used the, they used the Xbox. I Connect. saw four then. I saw one and four. Okay. I feel like I may have missed the good ones, it sounds like. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Yeah. But. And then they kind of go downhill from there. For I think at number four is a steep drop. Yeah, and quality was not, from there. Four was not great. Right. Honestly, this. Oh my god! I'm about then to there's say that this. like spinoff one with the that happened in L. A. Marked the, ones. Oh, that one is really trash. And you I think hate like it. Fell they outright torture a fucking dog in that movie. What? Yeah, it's oh. terrible. Paranormal Activity. We torture a dog. Yeah, right dark. <laughs> it's like fucking. Wow. I yeah, I remember movie. watching four, and I was like, I miss Mika, and I never thought I'd say that. No, I'd rather watch four than Mika. Oh, god. I mean, at least Mika, you could hate. Like everyone That's in true. four, you're just like, I don't. What are you doing? Like, I just had no connection to anything. I will say one was good enough that the first time I watched it, I didn't immediately hate Mika. It was after like the second watch where I was like, wait a second. This is all this guy's fault. But um, believe it or not, we're not here to talk about paranormal. I know. Are you sure? But I I could. Let's go. I have a question for Joyce then about her her favorite (laughs) horror movie. So did you see that in the theater? I did not. Okay, so you saw that at home. Yeah. Did you did you have it hyped up or is this kind of like a find that you just kind of like, I'm going to turn on this random ass movie? Um, so I'd, I'd heard about it when it was in theaters. I never got a chance to watch it. And so when I finally did get it, you know, back in the day when you could still when you got uh, Netflix movies through the mail, I was super excited um, to watch it. Did you watch it by yourself? No, I watched it with Josh. OK. And so we, we sat in the dark and watched it one night and I fully enjoyed it. Josh, did you enjoy it? Some parts, yes. Okay. If you didn't hear that, Josh agreed. <laughs> we should like have like canned laughter right there or some terrible like studio audience sound. <laughs> <Ooh. Or> <laughs> Anytime we reference the studio audience, we should have like shitty studio audience noises. Anyway, uh, yes, we're here today to talk about The Descent. That came out in 2005 in UK, released in 2006 over here in the States. Okay, so it was a, a foreign film. Yes. Okay, I, I immediately watched it. I was like, this can't be American. It's too good for America. <laughs> <laughs> John, whose side are you on? I'm on the descent side. Okay, anyway. <laughs> this was directed by Neil Marshall. Stars Shauna McDonald as Sarah. Natalie Mendoza as Juno. Alex Reed Mendoza. as Beth. Sorry, that's a sentence reference for all you guys out there. Uh, Saskia Mulder as Rebecca, Mayanna Burring as Sam, and Nora Jane Noon as Holly. Here's what the back of the VHS has to say. Look at the front of that VHS. That should go on our Instagram. That is... This is impressive. Wow, what a film. I'll throw it up. 
On an annual extreme outdoor adventure, six women meet in a remote part of the Appalachians to explore a hidden cave deep in the woods. Far below the surface of the earth, disaster strikes when a rock fall blocks their exit and there's no way out. The women push on, praying for another exit, but there is something else lurking under the earth. The friends are now prey, forced to unleash their most primal instincts in an all-out war against an unspeakable horror. Do you know how many boxes I've read that say unspeakable horror on them? Yeah, it's in their bag of words. It's literally, yeah, like they pull out the magnets and stick it to the refrigerator. <laughs> was um, that uh, like in South Park when they're making fun of Family Guy and the, the manatees <laughs> yeah, just yeah. hit bu- uh, balls Grab, with words? Balls. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, how they make these things. Let's see, where was I? Unspeakable uh, horror. That's right. One that attacks without warning again and again and again. Wait, is that the end of it? That's the end of it. And again and again. I would say this horror is pretty speakable, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I could sum it up pretty good in words. Yeah. Also, the way they phrase that, six women meet, is if they had just met for the first time and they weren't actually oh, that's friends. Good point. <laughs> so think about they just that. all ran into one another. Oh, hey, what are you doing <laughs> down here? Oh, you're going to cave in this unexplored cave? That's crazy. Box also says when you're trapped two miles underground, there are many ways to lose your mind claustrophobia, disorientation, isolation, paranoia, and terror. <laughs> paranoia or paranoia? <laughs> paranoia. Okay. Well, I'm just asking. I didn't know what they typed. I mean, anything's possible in these boxes. The so. box is like, there's many ways to lose your mind. I will list them all. Here they are. <laughs> this one's sitting at 85% on Rotten Tomatoes out of 173 reviews, and 75% of the audience liked it out of 200,007 152 reviews. Wow. I'm sorry, 84%? 85. 85? Yeah, don't shortchange it, bro. From critics? Yeah. That's, I'd give it an 80. Wow. So I'd split the difference there. I feel like the critics, the critic score is actually very accurate. Like as much as, even though I didn't like this movie, I feel like that's a very accurate representation of where this movie belongs. The critics really dug the shit out of this, huh? Yeah. Also remember, it's not a grade. It's just 85% of the people that watched it and reviewed it like it. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So it's not like a, out of a hundred score, it's an actual 85. It's not a B plus. It's just like oh, the majority okay. of the people enjoyed the film when they saw it. I thought this was a grading system. No. Um, it's easy to confuse that, though. You just shattered my entire world. We could just sorry. continue to use it however we want, because you know what? we make the rules on this podcast. Descent got a B plus. <laughs> Thank you, Rotten Tomatoes. System. <laughs> All right. So, do you guys have any fears of claustrophobia, being stuck? Any extreme fears of being trapped underground, pinned? down, unable to move, any of that kind of stuff? Well, I'm a human, so yes, all of that sounds terrifying. <laughs> I don't know if I would go as far as they have claustrophobia. I mean, that's like a real significant, you know, fear of it. But would I want to get shoved in a small space and be pinned underground? No, I'd rather not. Are you sure? You know, I don't have to think about it, no. We, we can go under Garrett's apartment here, and we can stick you in there and see I what happens. I think I would rather not. Just out of If my options were, hey, you could be free, or you could be trapped underground... I'd pick freedom. Let's not make jokes about shit underneath my house. All right. <laughs> I don't live here, man. We're going to go hide under there and then crawl out in the middle of the night. Yeah, I'd burn his own house down. I will burn my own house down. <laughs> uh, I do suffer from mild claustrophobia um, and uh, being stuck underground. Being buried alive is probably one of the top two fears of mine that I have. So maybe that's why I like this movie so much because it is actually... Not only do we have the monsters part of this film, we have the survival underground portion of that. And that's the stuff that I find actually more suspenseful than the when we get to the creature feature of the film. This movie touches on one of my fears as well, my actual fears. Which What is that? It happens right in the beginning uh, when that guy fucking gets just killed by those pipes. Between that and Final Destination. Spoiler alert for the beginning of this movie. Yeah, if you can't make it 30 <laughs> seconds in, uh, by the way, it starts with a murder. Turn it uh, off. <laughs> He's ruined the first four minutes. Yeah. Okay, so that, that 
it started out and I was like, oh man, Bobo Roblo yeah. is going to never shut up. And then bam, instant death. I was like, okay, so, I'm cool with this. And dude, it took out like her whole family, right? Yeah. I don't know now. Like, I don't know how often that happens in real life, but it is really stressful to be behind any kind of truck now because I'm like, someone's just going to come but through and kill me. But he hit it head me. on. He hit it head on though. It wasn't behind. True. That's true. Yeah. It was a head on collision. collision. At the same time, you know what? Pay attention when you're driving. But he was looking directly at his wife, which was not the wise choice as it turned out. John, if this is one of your biggest fears, have you had any close calls of this nature? Uh, nope, just mentally. Yeah. <laughs> just imagined it happening a bunch. My man's terrified <laughs> to get in a car. Every but uh, <laughs> in real life, thank God, no. I cannot say I have almost been decapitated while driving. Well, that's good. That is yeah. a, that is definitely a, a pretty stark way to open your film, right? Yeah. Is it still decapitation if your head is punctured? No, it's impaled. Impaled. Okay. Well, I haven't been decapitated or impaled. That's good. Yeah. I can tell by looking at you, this has not occurred. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Choice, do you have fears of being buried alive like Mark? I do, yeah. Um, everything you guys mentioned, I'm terrified of, and, and I think that's part and of the reason. Some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> A little extra, and and I think that's part of the reason I don't like this movie. I mean, I found some of those more claustrophobic scenes to be, you know, kind of cringeworthy, and I would I would be terrified as shit to be in any of those situations. Did you find this film to have not as much of the uh, uh, you know the pre-planned jump scares that you like? Is that part of it too? Yeah, I just, I mean, I feel like. It, it could, it could, it has the potential for it, but it's just such a terrible movie that it, it doesn't pan out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listeners, we if don't all think so this bad, movie's terrible. it wasn't so bad, it could. <laughs> I mean, I finished this movie as you guys were showing up to record. And I'll, I will say, I don't have a fear of claustrophobia. I don't have a fear of, you know, that kind of stuff. I do have a fear of like stupid type spaces. Like the part where they're climbing through that hole, and we'll get into this scene, like where they're climbing through like the really tight hole and she gets stuck. Like that fucks me up. But that thing is like that fucks me up in a way of not so much of like, oh, man, you're, you're stuck. It's like, why would you even fucking bother? You, That's you the rush of caving, though. You know, you get to squeeze through those places and see shit that people don't get to see. I mean, this film builds up our group of females to be a group of adventurer, uh, adventurers. You yeah. know what I mean? They are thrill seekers. Adventurers. They I are love that. That's great. <laughs> yeah. it's a great 20s term. <laughs> uh, they're uh, you know they're all sponsored by Red Bull and Mountain Dew, yeah. so you know that they're going to be out there doing the extreme sports. You, you could tell they're crazy because we get introduced by them whitewater rafting, which obviously is just an insane thing to do. So. No one would ever. <laughs> do that john you jumped out of a plane i did how was that it was amazing did you uh, get a sense of uh you know adrenaline rush or whatever oh for sure it's like the weirdest experience it's so hard to explain because you're like you know you're on a plane and then you jump out and you see the plane from the outside and your brain's like that's really not a view you're supposed to have uh i gotta be honest dude i think people that do that are fucking nuts because i'm afraid to get on a plane <laughs> why the fuck would i jump out of it i really want to i really want to <laughs> skydive it's it was probably like the most fun thing I've ever done. Did you get an adrenaline boner? No, I didn't because you're strapped to another guy. Is that so, a side effect? I feel like the adrenaline jumping out of a plane would kind of override that maybe. Fair point. Did not for me. Okay. I was mostly, and it, it really happens so much faster than you realize because like, or it feels like it happens really, really fast and then the fucking chute opens and then you're just sort of slow. Then it becomes more like a carousel where you just slowly float into the ground. But the free fall part, at least for me, it was like over before... I think my brain even recognized what the fuck was happening. Wow. It was a blast. I would totally do it again. How did I not know this about you? I don't know. Now, yeah. The more you know. We've, we've been married 37 years and I'm <laughs> just finding this out. It sounds terrifying. Um, so that didn't lead to wanting to do more and more of these extreme type events, you know, chasing that adrenaline rush? No. I mean, I'm not uh, 
in the best of shape. I know it's hard for you guys to believe, but I watch a lot of movies and work in an office. So I don't know that I could be doing a lot of adventuring. Uh, <laughs> as long as gravity's doing the heavy lifting John exactly. is in. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if caving, you know, is exactly where my forte would be. How do we done this? We could have done a John dies first for you skydiving where you hit your head, getting on the plane and die. Yeah. That, I mean, that was an option. Um, this happened years before the podcast, but, uh, but it was a blast. I would do it again. It's fucking expensive, though. Mm. Fun fact about skydiving. It costs a lot of money to almost kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just watched this movie, and I still I, I, I blocked out, or I can't remember chunks of it. She wakes up in the hospital, yeah. right? Does so she it opens with them while we're out of rafting, yeah, and then you know they're, they are having some sort of group trip, and then they all go their separate ways. And are there guys on this trip in the beginning? Yes. On yeah, the their husband's rafting. there because he looks at Juno, and they give each other a... We're going to bang later. Look, I think oh. they, it seemed like he was just picking her up after oh, okay. they finished their whitewater rafting trip. So maybe this is okay. like a girl's group type, like a, a women scouts. It is. So women there, scouts is the proper terminology. <laughs> was there a subplot where like Juno and uh, like yes. knock off Rob Lowe were hooking up? Yeah. Did you watch this movie? I did. I, <laughs> but I'm <laughs> that's literally, literally the I, subplot of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, was it? Yes. Right. That's how she had the, the chain and it, what the fuck did it say? What was his phrase? Uh, said, Live every day. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, Oh, that's something my husband used to say. Like they threw, they mentioned that earlier. in oh, the movie. Oh wow. I missed that completely. <laughs> so that end part where she just puts the, the rock climbing pick right through the other girl's leg <sighs> must've confused the fuck. I've out got of you. so many notes. I've got to take <laughs> off my list. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm like, they're just treating this woman like a real piece of shit for no reason. <laughs> no, absolute good reason. Juno is the villain of this film. Yes. Absolutely 100%. Okay. She gets them killed because that's what they were kind of talking about in the car. Not like cheating, but I think like they were talking about their relationship. And that's why he knock off Rob Lowe, looked at her, and then boom, dead. Oh, wow. Okay. So that opens the question in of why the hell would you even go on a trip with this lady that you know has boom. been screwing your husband? Nailed it. Why, why the hell would you trust her well, she to, to go through this? The thing is, is she didn't know. She didn't know until in the cave when her friend revealed it to her. By, oh. by the way, Juno's banging your, your buddy. There was like suspicions, but yeah, she didn't know. No. Um, now, so Juno else knew, though. Yes, everybody. They're, and they they're shitty her. friends. Oh, That's well, absolutely oh. true. Well, so, so, why even go with them? Yes. I feel like this whole group of friends does not need to be together. <laughs> well, they didn't know. Well, she didn't know that her friend. She wasn't actually no, no. a friend. She was just <laughs> someone who leached onto that group. They were all friends. She was floating around the outside getting cheated on. Poor Sarah had no idea that any of this was going on, that all her friends knew that she was being uh, cheated on. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Sarah is the victim, but becomes out at the other side of this. Goes a little or crazy. does she? She gets a little crazy. I guess yeah. when we get to the ending, we'll talk about how there's two of them. It'd be interesting to see which one you saw. Yeah, I've John told me there was two yeah. endings. Yeah, there is so. two. There's a UK ending and a US ending. Uh, right, so Sarah wakes up in hospital, finds out that her kid and her husband have killed. Impaled by spikes that came off the back of a truck oh. and they hit head on. And it is visceral. They oh, do not cut away. It, it is, is a great gra- scene. I saw that and I was like, oh, we might be in luck here. Like, yeah. this might be an insane movie that I'm into. And then, no, it just becomes the view underground it for like the next insane 90 movie. minutes. And then when she wakes up and her first fucking idea is, I got to get all this hospital shit off of me. Which I, I was going to ask you, how many times have we seen that in a fucking movie? Like yeah. people wake up and they have life saving equipment and, uh, you know, things monitoring your body. Why is the first reaction of these people in the movie to immediately remove every tube and, and right. gizmo from you know their body? Even walk. You might need like, those. And it's not like <laughs> they, people don't know this knowledge. I mean, it, yeah. this is definitely something that like people would know. If I woke up with all that shit strapped to me, I was like, oh shit, I must have got done fucked up somehow. <laughs> I bet I should ask some questions before 
I rip it all off and just wander <laughs> a hallway. Yeah. But in her defense, there were no doctors or nurses to be found anywhere. But there was probably, yeah, which is also a weird movie thing yeah. where hospitals are always just empty. Which like I it's totally was, deserted. I'm going to run the fuck out. Yeah. I thought that was in her mind because she was running through this de deserted hospital. And then like, doesn't it like immediately cut to the fact that she's like running through the regular hospital? She meets mm -hmm. her friend, so it is in her mind. Oh, I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, we're yeah. all picking up on different. When she's shit. running through the hospital and the lights are like flashing, I was like, "Well, this has got to be a dream because no hospital's ever that poorly lit." Oh, movie and hospitals. Like, and then she like comes to, snaps into like a real like hospital, same location, but just like mm. she right. registers everything around her because of the trauma she experienced in that accident. You're going to find out that Sarah's going to have a lot of hallucinations throughout the film. Okay, is it because of the accident? <clears throat> yeah, it has to be. Yeah. Oh, okay. It was the death of her daughter and husband. I didn't uh, know if it was really distraught of losing her. her husband and her daughter or if it was like she got mashed by something in the car. You still I think mean, the first thing you would look for is a call button. <laughs> right. maybe, maybe. Hello, nurse. Yeah. Well, she runs into her friend's arms and then they like just collapse in the middle of the floor and everyone like hospital staff is just walking around. I'm like, oh, this shit's happening <laughs> again. Like there's just no... <laughs> There's no sympathy concern. at all for these people who like, are... As far as the hospital is concerned, they think she's dead because she ripped off her heart monitor and it flatlines. So alarms should be going off somewhere. Right, like, hey, that, there's That will dying. usually beep over at the nurse's station. Like, yeah. hey, somebody's dying over here. You may need to go in there. They're like, oh, this thing's broken again. But then we kind of... Well, what do we do? We get it like a time jump, yeah, right? Yeah, it jumps forward a couple... I actually don't know. Is it a couple of years? It seems like the group have all kind One of dispersed year. and gone and like live life on their own. But now it's time to come back after such trauma and have another, you know, outing. Did they say one year or were you just supposed to like pick that up through, was it like listed on the screen? So it is a subtitle across the screen. There we go. Missed that too. <laughs> wow. Yeah, let's pause this podcast. Garrett, go watch it again. <laughs> we're going to come back and uh, we'll return Wow, could you believe messages. what just happened? <laughs> so they get all together and they're doing just, you know, friends hanging out bullshit. How did Juno take the death of her lover? We never it, got that it, subplot. We did. Did we? Slightly. What the fuck do you think you're doing? We all trusted you. You told me this was going to be good for Sarah. Have you any idea what she's been through? No. Because you couldn't get away fast enough, you selfish cow! You we all lost something in that crash. Oh, oh I see. I didn't pick that up as like her like being like... Did you pick anything up? I... I picked up that people are dumb enough to go into tight little caves and... You know there's monsters in this movie. I hope you picked that up. Oh, really? Yeah. I feel like Garrett and I had the same experience with this movie. John. Good. I'm glad I'm the only one. Right. And that is, to me, I think that's part of the reason why she does the stupid decision making that she does. It's like she feels guilty or whatever. So she's like, we're going to fucking name this cave after Sarah. But then she does say, or yourself. You right. know? So the group there's is getting back together. There's a lot of friction together. in this group that I don't think you picked what? up on. Yeah, man. <laughs> When did that happen? <laughs> it totally happened. And Joyce, did you pick that up as well? I, I did get that part, okay. yeah. Okay, what the fuck, man? I watched this movie, I swear to you. I watched this I movie. think you watched the Canadian version that had 45 minutes cut out of it. Oh. Dude, watch it in Spanish and... Uh, <laughs> God, they don't even speak English in this movie. Where are you yeah. getting this from? Why did we even watch this one? <laughs> I think my brain just glazed over like some of this stuff because it just didn't endear me or do anything to the characters. I mean, I get... It's development, but still. Yeah. Well, it's like the inciting action for the whole movie. It Okay. But see, I didn't get the fact that they were going to that cave to name it after her. Well, they didn't. They said that later on in the oh, film. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, all right. So here's what happens. <laughs> yeah, because Juno tricks them. They all get back together. And then uh, as you do before you go on a, a, a trip into the underground that's going to require all of your effort, strength, and agility, you get drunk. 
you get heavily <laughs> intoxicated to where you're hung over. So when you're crawling around the cave, you're going to be in tip top physical shape. <laughs> they also smoke some pot and smoke some pot. Yeah. Yes. Well, that's a cancel um, out the hangover. That was the only smart thing they did do. <laughs> I was just watching. I was like, what are you doing? If I drink four beers before I got to record tomorrow, I'm going to have a headache. I'm like, go around in a cave. You don't want to be underground, just all fucking brain fogged. Oh, that's how I like to do it. <laughs> yes. Not only do I want my senses to be lacking, I want my mind to be lacking as well. That would have been great if like third way to the movie in the cave they're just like what's wrong with you Sarah and she's like I'm fucking tripping on mushrooms bro I don't even know where the fuck I am tripping Yo, balls I just, right now before we dropped into this cave I just dropped acid <laughs> Oh, uh, God. Snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> Quick licking that select. Get over here. Um, yeah, what did you guys... Did you guys know where this was filmed? Like, where this was supposed to take place? You said the Appalachian Mountains in the description earlier, and I thought they were in Scotland because they're like... She moved to Scotland, then she left. And I was like, oh, so everyone left Scotland. She left Scotland. Everyone's still there. This is a cave in Scotland. I want to say that this movie is very confusing on trying to pinpoint exactly where it is there, until you see a license plate. There's a, yeah, the, the license plate says North Carolina and there's a oh. sign that says like something, something national forest. Which is all shot up. It has a bunch of bullet yeah, holes. Did you guys yeah. see that? I was <laughs> yeah. like, man, people just love shooting street signs. Picked yeah. up on that though. <laughs> That's right. That's going to come back. I know. Also, half the casts have accents like they're from, uh, you know, across the ocean. Yeah, like it was filmed in a different country. Because it was. <laughs> it was I, not filmed yeah, here in America. I'm like the absolute worst at knowing where any movie takes place because I don't care. This movie, you know where this movie <laughs> takes place? Underground. <laughs> That's all I need to know. Hey, do you want to know where this doesn't take place? In the above Underground. Ground. This was not filmed in a cave at all. It was all shot on a soundstage built by a crew. Really? Well done. Yeah. yeah good job. Yeah. I kind you, of figured you couldn't see it because it was so poorly lit. You couldn't <laughs> see what the hell was going on half the time. But yeah, it was. That's, well, that's how a cave would be, actually. Yeah. You know? you wouldn't have be you been in it. a cave, but there's no light. Well, they have <laughs> lights. Oh, man. Here we go. They have their own lights. I knew we were in trouble when we, tr we saw um, What's Her Face trying to set that watch. And she's like, I can't set this watch. And she's literally just mashing it with the side of her hand. I was like, oh, boy. I was like, we are not going to do well underground here. Step one, use your fingers, not your palm. Look, just because they like adventure doesn't mean they're good with gadgets, okay? Yeah, that's true. We've seen that. I did like how that watch came back, though. Yes. That was kind of cool. I did not expect that. That actually got me at the end. I was like, holy shit, that watch. So, the, yes, John, as you <laughs> the mentioned. The subplot I got, the watch <laughs> yeah, subplot. The <laughs> fucking nailed that subplot. John, as you mentioned, uh, Juno planned this trip and she kind of tricks all of them into a cave. Right. They think um, they're going on like a real easy level two hike. They call it a tourist trap. Like they don't expect this to be very hard. That's probably why they got hammered in retrospect. Yeah. And actually one of the, the females on the team, I forget exactly which one it was because they all kind of blend together once they get <laughs> into the cave. Um, That's true. I have a note that says how many women are in this cave. I don't know their names. I don't know how many there are. I was like, we need a term for like just a group of women underground. The, the term is women underground. Okay, cool. Thank you. Thank you, Joyce. Crack that code. Uh, but yes, they uh, they all, uh, there's, there's one particular member of this team that had gone through all the safety protocols of like, you call into some sort of base camp or something saying, we're going underground, we're going into this cave, yeah, you tell make like sure the park people rangers. know. Um, so they were all like crossing their T's and dotting their I's on this trip, yet they were led to believe you know, they were going somewhere safe. Turns out Juno was taken in, into an undiscovered cave because I guess after the trauma, she wanted to try to rebuild this group to some degree. So like, we're going to get in there. We're going to name this cave. It's going to be our cave. We're the first people to ever go into this, uh, you know, subterranean system. I feel like even if this trip went perfectly well, they would have still been mad at her. 
You know what really solidifies friendship and like loyalty? Lying. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> seriously, like. <laughs> well, like I said, Juno's the villain of this film. Yeah. She tricked everybody into this cave. Spoiler alert, the cave collapses and now they're all trapped inside. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, it's okay. They're going to come rescue us. And, like, and then Juno has to be like, well, here's the thing. According to the guidebook, this cave system has three ways in and out. This is just one of them. Isn't that right, Juno? <coughs> Juno, that's right, isn't it? Hey, check the book. I didn't bring it. What? No point. For Christ's sake, Juno. I knew it! I knew this wasn't right! You filed a flight plan to Mountain Rescue. If we don't report in, they'll come looking for us. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to work, except I put in a flight plan for Borum Caverns, and this isn't Borum Caverns, is it, Juno? We're in the wrong fucking cave! Holly was right. Borum Caverns was a tourist trap. I don't don't try and pin this fucking shite on me! This is not caving, this is an ego trip. Come on, Rebecca, I didn't know this was gonna happen. Oh, shucks, guys. Oh, she's like kicking a can across yeah. the road. I didn't exactly do what I said I did. So which one's the main character? That's Sarah or Sarah. Becca? Sarah. Okay, when Becca goes, well, that'd be true. If they knew what fucking cave we were in. Like, she was really pissed. I was like, see, that character I can get behind. I was like, she understands the like the severity of what just happened here. Yeah. So I was curious, Garrett, you, you said uh, earlier that you didn't like a lot of the decision making in this film. I think it's really the decisions of one person that fucked the whole team. Oh, well, I mean... I'm trying to I'm trying to to run the numbers here. I, I can feel see like, the calculator going. I feel like I'm not good at math. Um, I feel like you're you might be right. I mean, there's there's some other decision making, like A, going into a fucking small ass cave, B getting messed up before you go into a small ass cave. But they thought it would be an easy cave. Oh, that's true. They thought it'd be an easy cave. Well, you know what? Fuck Juno. Yeah, she fucks up. She watched them all get hammered and was like, you know what? I'm sticking with my original shitty plan. Wow. Yeah, she could have been like, guys, you're going to need to be on your best tomorrow. Uh, maybe not have that fifth Miller light. <laughs> maybe that Miller light. That bud dry, guys. Come on. Because she, back. I think she stays dry and she's the first one out of uh, really? the yeah, camp and she's running up. and like waking everybody up and they're like, what the fuck? You know? It's like, we're going to hit the road by seven. They're like, God, I fucking hate you already. <laughs> wow. Okay, you're right. Then you know what? To hell with Juno. Yeah, so there's a scene before they leave. Um, Juno takes a swig of a bottle and then she hands it to one of the other girls. And she's like, you're going to need this. And it's presumably water while they're all, you know, trashed. Hmm. So nice of her. The one nice thing she did. Give a little just sip conniving of water. Just quality. Yeah. Hydration is key, you know? <laughs> wow. Okay, I got so many notes to update here. Yeah. <laughs> I got so many angry notes of like, why would you assholes even talk to her like that? What did she do wrong to you? <laughs> Lots of things. Why would you take her pendant? That's not cool. Like all these <laughs> notes that are just like, like, wow, why do that to her? That's not it. I'm just like, oh boy, I got to take off so many of these. But they definitely take their time getting to the cave also. You know, it's very drawn out of them hiking through the wilderness. So you really get the sense of, dude, this is really far away from civilization. You know what I mean? This is out in the middle of a forest. And up until like some of the underground cave stuff, all the cinematography in this was awesome. Like a lot of the shots they were using, I was really into. I was like, I'm into this. But once they get in that cave, man, I couldn't see shit. I mean, I don't know if I was going to have a garbage TV or what, but like I was sitting there going like, okay, they're in a room that might be bones, that might be rocks. They're stepping in something. Well, that's a liquid of some kind. Okay, I don't. And it wasn't until they like the movie spells it out. I just couldn't tell what was going on half the time. I didn't. I don't think I had that problem. See, I did. I think that like fucked up my experience a little bit too. Mm. So also they have. I have a note that says like bring a camera because they, they come across. They come across cave drawings. 
And I was like, wow, that's actually pretty impressive. If you had a camera, you could take a picture of that and keep moving on. No, they videotape right in the beginning because they're trying to hurry that chick up. She, they're like, hurry up, let's go. We don't have all fucking day. Oh, God, I missed that. Too. <laughs> it's just, I'm not into this trip at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they, they introduced the video camera very early so that they can do the patented mid-2000s night vision mode later. Yeah, this film is uh, one part like action, tense cave crawling, spelunking, if you will. That's what they call it. Uh, we've got monsters, and then we do Why have... Why are you a, looking at me like I didn't? Like, I, I don't know if you yeah, know I don't this. know if you know the term. I actually did know that term. That's one of the few things I'm smart about. And then we have uh, found footage. So it's like kind of a blending of a lot of the, the things going on at that time, I think. Yeah. Yeah, when they did the, where's the night button, night vision button on this camera? I was like, of course. This yeah. has to be like early 2000s. I know, but it wasn't cliche yet. <laughs> no, it, it, it actually worked pretty well, too, except for the fact that her camera was zoomed in way too much. I was like, you have such a wide view on a camera. And she had it like zoomed in so you could only see like half a bone. And I was like, zoom out. It's panic decision making there at that point. Yeah. So we need to talk about the part where Sarah gets stuck because that's the most intense. Like I have a, my notes. It's like, oh, to hell with this movie. Yeah, like, this is the part that really makes me uh, uncomfortable. And this is watching them crawl really through some in caving, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, they, they literally go underwater at one point and pop yes. out, which I know is something side. people do, which I'm like, and that's actually really dangerous, too, because you don't know where the actual like you can come out. So a lot of people will drown under that and stuff. But the part where they're like squeezing through a hole that's barely big enough for their body, you don't know if that gets thicker, if it stays open. Like, how do you back out of something like that? Like, that was so unnerving for me. Like, that was my, I, that was the best, most effective part of this movie. When they're in that, like, tight little hole. I'm just like, no, yeah, I'm not it's, okay with this. They're crawling through a, a, a tunnel of sorts that is literally the size of, like, a sewage pipe or something. You know what I mean? Like, all, all parts of your body are touching this Shoulder wall. to shoulder. And these are not large women. Like, they're pretty, like, you know, skinny. And, like, I was like, okay, I could see how they fit in some of this stuff. But even then, like, that, that terrifies me. And the last one of the group does get stuck. Sarah is out there, uh, you know, she's bringing up the rear of the team and she gets trapped and just starts freaking out. She's exactly acting oh, exactly how I would exact. act. I mean, no, no <laughs> fault of anything. If you get stuck in a cave like that because it's too tight for your body, what do you do at that point? You, you freak the fuck out. You can't out. keep going forward. You can't go backwards because no one's behind you to pull you. I mean, it's like, yeah, I lose my fucking shit. Yeah, it would be stressful, but it's, of course, the worst possible thing you could do is panic. Yeah, that's you're true. You're probably just going to jam yourself in there more trying to, like, wiggle free and fucking flail your arms around. When you hyperventilate, do your, like, lungs get bigger? Do you, like, expand? I don't know. Can we get the science of the... I don't think you physically get bigger. Can we get... You can wedge yourself in You somewhere. puff up like a balloon. Yeah. Uh, but she's she's freed by a friend, and then that cave access tunnel collapses. So so I, I, have, a, I have a problem with this scene. Okay. So as Sarah gets stuck and she's freaking out, the girl who's in front of her has to turn around and go back for her and, and pull her out. And so she pulls her out as the cave is collapsing. But she's the, the girl who, um, and, and I don't know her name, the girl who pulls her out, she's moving backwards like really quickly and pulling Sarah along as the cave is collapsing. That's really unbelievable. I just noticed it looked like the Goonies scene where the rock started falling. And I was all like, oh, it's like the Goonies. I didn't even pick up on the fact that she'd have to like go yeah, backwards while yeah, pulling. Yeah. I mean, she was having, you know, they're, they're having enough of a struggle going forward as it is. But she's managing to pull Sarah out backwards. They're having to twist their bodies to, to fit through the hole. That's what I'm saying. Like to and go backwards in a cave that tight. Yeah. And it's, it's all happening really quickly. I will say that that when that scene is taking place or when her friend comes back, I want to say that that character's name 
was I Sharon. think some of them are better splunkers than others. Yeah, the the Holly lady, she was like a professional uh, parkour or yeah. whatever the hell. So Is maybe, she the one that called it into the the ranger's office? I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. So maybe like that woman seemed like she had her her shit, shit together. together. Yeah, it was it was the short haired lady. This yeah, was, I think uh, was this character's name was Beth. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Beth comes back and starts talking to Sarah, and she's like, "You're not stuck. You can yeah. move. Stop freaking out." So I was like under the impression that maybe that trauma of, you know, losing her husband and daughter and being in that tight enclosed space might have made her freak out prematurely. Maybe she wasn't stuck because the way she was talking, she was like, no, you're fine. Come on, let's go. I think she was just saying that to keep her like mind in the right position, because once you panic, you lose like. But she had to not be stuck because she did manage to get through. Oh, I guess that's a good point. God, I do not. <laughs> the logistics of caving, I feel like completely lost on me. Next time we do a cave movie, we'll get an expert in here. Okay, yeah. could we? Yeah, we, need a cave. we are not an expert. Joyce, we see your complaint. We'll mark it as, as, a, as a, a, a tick against the movie. Yeah, okay? I don't have a good thank answer you. for that. Uh, yeah. I do think you're right there. That would be very challenging. <laughs> thank you for the validation. Case closed. This <laughs> movie sucks. I'm over it. Wrap it up. Turn it off. Let's go. Uh, yeah, so... What happens next? They all start yelling at Juno. Yeah, the team immediately collapses. Oh, this is where my favorite line of the movie is. He's like, didn't you read about that? It doesn't have multiple entrances. Doesn't it say that in the book? I don't know. I didn't bring the book. What do you mean you didn't bring the book? I don't trust books. There's too much open to interpretation. I was like, the fuck kind of answer is that? <laughs> <laughs> it literally is a book. Someone's no. obviously done their research to put it in a It's book. like the only book that's open to that much interpretation is the Bible. <laughs> this is a book about a cave. It either has two openings or it doesn't. There's not a lot of interpretation there. Good God, that line pissed, pissed me I mean, off. I think I was that like, was just oh. her trying to avoid being like, fucking, the book's useless because we're in the wrong cave, guys. That was, I kicked the map into the River Blair Witch moment for me. I was like, and you're done. Absolutely was. But I mean, if you're going into a cave that doesn't have a book on it, why bring the other book? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she just lost her lover, you guys. I mean, she's probably right. distraught yeah, not thinking ago. correctly. Years ago. <laughs> she's definitely not thinking to get it correctly. That's true. I mean, is it is it not a comment on the movie itself that this entire movie is open to interpretation? Ooh, hot mm. take. <laughs> That's one of the good things about it. There's layers. It's like an onion. <laughs> With that, I've got nothing else to say, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> so they're, they're traversing the cave and they come to an underground like chasm, which looked like one of the toughest things to do ever is to grab onto the ceiling and like monkey bar your way across. But in the meantime, you're sticking tent poles or tent stakes into the ceiling so you can run a rope through. Okay, What were those? They had like little like clamper jaws on it. And she was like yeah, attaching like them to cl- the climbing tools. Oh man. I was like, I couldn't figure out what was going on at first. I was like, what is she doing? And like, she was like clasping these things to the rock. And I was like, I wouldn't trust it. I mean, I guess you have to know equipment better, but like just looking at the stuff she was doing, I was like, oh, I wouldn't trust that shit to hold my weight at all. Hell no. <laughs> yeah, but there were no options, right? Like, But they find out that someone has been in this cave before because they find an old tent spike in the ceiling. And that's when the movie took a turn for me. I was like, wow, we might have a plot here. Like I was really like because the other plot just went right over your head. The first time I noticed that there was a story in this movie. Wait, am I watching a film? (laughs) Oh, you know, someone wrote this. Um, Yeah, the moment that happened, I was like, okay, we are. This has got something. This has got some meat to its bones. And um, well, not really. And for me, this this scene is one of the most painfully. uh, I felt the pain of this woman kind of scenes. Whenever uh, the last girl is coming across. She falls, and the one that's trying to, you know, counterbalance the rope 
it like rope burns her hand straight through the gloves and she's just like bleeding and yeah. like shaking. I was like, fuck, that looks so painful. I have scars on my hand from where a kite string like <laughs> sawed right through my three fingers. Like Damn. almost to the bone when I was flying a kite as a kid. Seriously? So, so, so yeah. these, these girls did not bother to wear gloves. None of them are wearing any gloves. Well, no, she had gloves. It went through the glove. No, they're they're not wearing. No, she's wearing like these like little fingerless like gloves. Mittens. Yeah, <laughs> they, she was there. None of them were clearly prepared with like the, yeah the right kind of equipment for this. Yeah, they didn't even. Okay, that's a good point too. They didn't show up with the right climbing. Uh, your honor, your honor. They thought they were on a level two uh, yeah. cakewalk cave. I don't care. So perhaps they didn't. To, perhaps to they didn't bring in. You wear the right stuff. <laughs> they, but however, they brought climbing equipment. They had rope with them. Why would they not be wearing gloves? Oh. Joy's blowing the lid off it. What the hell is wrong with these people? Joyce, so Joyce, I, I think Joyce, bad. Joyce. going back to that, that point about bad decision making, I think it falls on all of them. I mean, yeah, I mean they should have wore gloves. I'll give you yeah. that. We can definitely agree that Juno is the worst of them all. Yes, but I agree. Feel like <laughs> but they're, they all to, played a part. Yeah. Yeah. Why did they have that climbing? Well, look, equipment? I'll tell you exactly what happened. Mountain Dew's check bounced and they didn't get to get that <laughs> new gear before this like, you know, next expedition. So they couldn't so. afford yeah. gloves. I mean, I guess. Well, she's a widow. She's living paycheck to paycheck now. True. And who knows what? So. I guess this is at probably, yes, all of their faults because we did kind of gloss over when they first get to the cave. It's not like you just stroll in. They just get to this giant fucking hole in the ground and they're like, yeah, cave's down there. You know, that's and it true. it blows their mind. You it think? Their mind. <laughs> they're like, they're like, what? And so that's a cave, huh? Well, I mean, if you're expecting a level two cave, you're probably not thinking you have to repel into it. I will also say that normally when I go on a trip, I look up pictures of the place that I'm going to visit. <laughs> so when it didn't match cave level two, and this is cave level skull, you know, yeah. when you're on like, the, you're looking at the brochures like, oh, there's a skull on this yeah. one. Uh, you, you, it's called you boss might, cave for some reason. <laughs> you might do your research. I figured if it was a tourist trap, there would have been a sign that's all like, here's your hole. Like, you know, yeah. like, or Hop maybe tourists. Why don't you? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe multiple people climbing yeah, look it. Look at this lo- total lack of tourists at this tourist trap. Must be our lucky day. Can I just stop and say that? You can. Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> I really dislike, I think it was Holly. She was like the younger, uh, short-haired girl who's like, oh, man, I'm just here. I, I'm a thrill seeker, and I don't give a fuck about anything, and she makes all the wrong decisions. Is she the uh, one who... Uh, see, that right there is the, that right gets there. Gets her guts eaten? Yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, I don't like She's her. the one that is about to have a complex uh, fracture. Oh, yeah, what a fucking idiot, man. I hated her That's character. The one, that, that phrase right there, John, is what I said throughout the whole movie. Is this the <laughs> one I could not tell these women apart? <laughs> agree and it's there. not because, like, they didn't say their names. It's just I just couldn't tell who was who. It, it was very dark, and, yeah, they all kind of sound the same, and they're interchangeable. Just... I'll give it that. The characters aren't very deep, except for Juno and Sarah. The rest of them are just there to be cannon fodder. At the end of the movie, they show a still frame picture <laughs> of all the friends, and I was like, oh, they were wow, in this movie. There was like seven people in this party. <laughs> Damn, yeah. I couldn't even remember how many people were there. And that's a whole problem with the movie. Like they did not bother to build the characters up at all. So you have no idea who the fuck these women are. Exactly. But that's that's general horror movie stuff, right? There's the two people who will be alive at the end, and then there's all the people who are going to die so that the other two could survive. True, but you at least can tell the difference between these people Sometimes. in the movie. Like if you look at like the the Friday the thirteenth remake. We didn't know, you know who half those teens were, right. but we at least could identify like, oh, that's the asshole jock or, oh, that's so-and-so. In this movie, because they all have like the same gear on, it's dark. I'm like, Fair. okay, I guess that's Holly. I'm Holly's <laughs> one of the ladies, you know, yeah, I'm just they, like. They didn't introduce the characters at all. They didn't explain their relationship. Just True. here's some girls in a cave. They're all going to die. Yeah. 
I feel like that was the pitch right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was bit as, you know, put some words around it and there's a movie. So as mentioned, Holly is going to start running ahead of the group because I don't know. What did she say? She, she thought she, she, saw, she saw the she saw daylight. Daylight. And then Juno's like, oh no, that was just phosphorus from off the rock. At that point, I was like, you know what? They should just fucking leave you because you're an idiot. Because they're all like, wait, hold on. She's like, what? Go faster? On it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do the exact opposite and fall down a hole and break my leg. And now my shin bone is sticking out of my leg. However, the girls did have a foresight to bring a doctor. One of those chicks is a doctor. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, because they said, give us a med kit. Like they didn't use the med kit on her open hand wound. They used the med kit on the, the, the well, lady's they, leg. I, didn't they wrap her? They, they wrapped her hands in yeah, bandages. Some, like, gauze. Yeah, that's all they did with that leg. <laughs> no, they put a splint on that. That, well, was always, that was rough for me. They took that one was, of the axes yeah. and oh, then built an a splint. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they didn't, like, it was like a makeshift. Bring a splint. So it looked like they rolled in a doctor and put her in a fucking gurney. It was like, let's get to work. So, so Holly in her infinite wisdom decides, let's run through this dark ass cave, falls down a hole, breaks her leg, the bone sticking oh, out. Which that was is so hard to see. Always hard to watch in a movie. The bone sticking out. You're just like, nope. If you did that to yourself, would you touch your bone? No. Because I'd- that's what she does. Okay. And then screams. It's like, what did you think was going to happen? I, I, I'm, I refuse to answer this question. What do you mean? I had dental surgery a while back and uh, my jawbone splintered. And I have a piece of my jawbone that's sticking out of my gum, and I still touch it occasionally, and it hurts like hell every time I do it. <laughs> what if this still hurts? Uh, oh, yep. <laughs> so, I mean, I probably would. <laughs> I'm going to well, be completely, right. completely honest with you guys. I probably would be like, oh, check out that bone. Oh, that fucking hurts. You're, you're the kid that keeps touching the hot stove. Yeah. <laughs> Is it hot? Much. Is it hot? <laughs> I do not believe I would touch it. I that's think- what makes me wise, though. I can <laughs> r- r- relay this knowledge to you all. I've never broken a bone, period, so I don't know what that would feel like, but I'm it, assuming it's terrible. M- I had a compound fracture. Uh, it did not break my through the skin, but it bowed my skin. I did not Ooh. touch it. Yeah, it was really fucking terrible. Uh, it, it, I did not touch it, but it actually did not hurt at the time. It oh, really? Hurt much later when I got to the hospital. And uh, the movie does not kid. The way, at least back in the early 90s, they fixed compound fractures is they just pulled your arm until your bones fell they, back they into still, place. They still pop it back in place. And God. Holy fucking shit. That part hurts. Yeah, I, I bet. <laughs> Sheesh. Well, here's the point where we start seeing small glimmers of we might not be alone in this cave. We start seeing like, uh, you know, they got that little handy cam and they're, they're panning around the cave and you might see a little creature in the back and then they go back to that spot and it's missing. Garrett, did this bother you at all? Because you seem to have had issues in the past of things being there and not being there. That definitely started bothering me because I thought these things were going to be less like um, real, like physical and more kind of like some kind of ethereal like ghost type thing. Um, no, they're real monsters. But, um, yeah, no, that oh. really fucked me up. The problem is they use that same technique multiple times. And on like, I think the third time it was like, eh, this isn't really doing it for me until we get to the part where they're fixing Holly's leg. And, um, Sarah, is that our main character? Yeah, Sarah. Sarah like goes off, walks away from the group, 
again, stupid ass decision. And then actually sees one down the way like that right there. I was like, they gave me like full on goosebumps. I was like, oh, no, get the fuck back to your people. Let them know you saw stuff. No, she just chills. She, no, Juno, Juno, Juno runs up and you're like, you didn't see a man, you idiot. Come on. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is she waits until <laughs> someone shows Gino. up. The moment I saw like a glimmer of something that looked like something else, I'd be like, oh, I'm immediately turning back. I'm grabbing all of you guys. Be like, fuck her leg. We've got bigger problems. Well, maybe she thought it was a rescue person. Like, oh, shit. Someone else is stuck. Oh, down yeah. Too. You know, those rescue people that just quietly sit off in the corner <laughs> of a cave with no lights or equipment whatsoever. Also, she is known to hallucinate and we see her take some pills before. So maybe she's like, oh, is that there or not? That she was halluc- okay. All right. Okay, that gives her a little bit of wiggle room, but still not enough. Right, because I mean, I am not known to hallucinate, but in the dark, sometimes I see shit that I'm like, what's going on over there? Oh, it's just my fucking coat. <laughs> I also want to say that uh, I we've mentioned in the past that, you know, John and me particularly, we don't believe so much that there are ghosts and ethereal uh, horrors out there. Yeah, like we said, we, we, we believe that, that at some point these things would be captured on the cell phones in our pocket. Everybody has a camera now. I kind of might think that there might be underground creatures that we haven't discovered yet. You know what I mean? There, there's more that. plausibility to a blind salamander monster creature than maybe a ghost, at well, least in my mind. This movie is someone's like pulled back, non-pornographic, like Gollum fanfic. Okay. <laughs> like someone was like, Ooh, what if a bunch of ladies got trapped down there with Gollum? Like that's what this is. Uh, it's Gollum, sir. <laughs> got what? Did you just correct me? I did. You fucking it's nerd. No! Um, <laughs> uh, actually, uh, no, really, I mean, uh, before he turns into Gollum, his name is a uh, uh, worst I podcast ever. <laughs> but no, um, that I was I was really excited when that started happening. The moment she saw that thing down at the end of the like the the hallway or tunnel or whatever the fuck it was, hallway? Hallway, <laughs> I was really excited because I was like, oh, we might actually have something cool here, and we do, we do eventually. But it just kind of plays out so anticlimactic for me like we start seeing these things like attack but well they start hunting them right it's like are they hunting them i think so because i think they want them for food because when they attack whoever the for the first one they attack is it, they try to drag her body away and then like her friend's like no we'll keep the body and they get in that like you know tug of war with a body <laughs> yeah yeah as they're getting holly's body out one of them actually attacks um one of the ladies yeah her, Insert name here. Expendable number um, one and like bites her fucking neck open. Yeah, just chunks, takes a chunk out of her neck. She's Yeah, like, that was Holly. That was the one that had the splint. Okay, um, so that so was they, like, they, they like for her. They pole vault over Holly because she can't really move. Just turn around and chomp right into her neck and she's almost dead immediately. Chomp, chomp. Yeah, she's yeah. on the ground and then Juno comes over, get her body and drag her with them. And then the monster is like pulling the body like, no, this is mine, my kill. And they're playing tug of war with Holly's body at that point. <laughs> A big fight ensues. Juno like takes the pickaxe and stabs the thing in the fucking head. Yeah, Juno fucking becomes like Rambo in this movie. Yeah, she becomes she real hardcore. She's gangster. I mean, I still it's still all her fault, but she does fucking become an OG throughout this film. Well, through the course of this last act of them trying to escape these monsters, you really find out who are the alphas of this adventure <laughs> team. Um, Juno and Sarah are really the ones that are like, you know, that when push comes to shove, they're gonna push back. So they're fighting over Holly's body. She kills the monster. And then um, one of the girls walks up behind her. Instinctually, she turns around, swings the pickaxe, and stabs the, the girl through the neck. Beth. I don't think this was Juno's fault. I think this was Beth's fault. See, she, I agree with this. I agree. You do not sneak up on anyone who's fighting for their life and right. have a pickaxe. You're like, yo, 
are you okay? You know, like use your people words. Even like yeah. in a restaurant, you say, you know, coming from behind, like you let someone know. <laughs> like, I immediately swing at anybody that's nearby. I don't know about you guys, but yes, the, the problem of the scene is the, is Juno sneaks away and doesn't help her as she dies. Right. That part's fucked up. Yeah. And then well, she covers it up. Like she doesn't tell anyone what she does. Yeah, she just hides the fact. And she doesn't check on her. Turns out Beth's not dead. And this is when, you know, when that Sarah finds her. very unrealistic. I mean, she got fucking just jacked up through the neck. She she had a pickaxe through the neck. And then, like, the, the axe gets taken out. Yeah. Which, I don't care who you are, that much blood loss from that area, you're you're dying quick. There's not a lot of extra room in the neck. If you yeah. get stabbed you in your bleed, neck, it's going to fuck you. You're your likely going to suffocate on your own blood. Yeah. yeah what's going to happen. quick. And as she's falling to the ground dying, she pulls off the the little pendant that says live every day that evidently... It's the proof Sarah's that husband. shows that Juno's been doing the uh, the adultery affair. She's I been guess having that's proof. Not only yeah. a murderer, but also an adulterer. Can you believe? I can't. I can't. I'm not going to count the murder, though, because that's a completely like accidental thing. Now, granted, I, you probably but she's still shitty from leaving. That's yeah. the whole point. She left her to die alone. Okay, and she's look, like, don't leave straight me. Straight up, you guys. John, you say you die first. <laughs> Definitely you you just got attacked by a monster. Mark, Joyce, me are all in a cave. All right, you're dying. Guess what? I'm leaving your ass. <laughs> but right. are you Stabbing at least gonna neck? tell the others? Like, yeah. oh hey guys, I fucked up. I killed John. Oh, Sorry. absolutely, I would. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. She's a piece of shit for lying about it. But it's it was probably like, like unintentional homicide, right? Like she got because I would trust you all to be like John snuck up on you after fighting a monster with a pickaxe. Yeah. All right. Fuck you, John. You, you had that coming. Yeah, I mean, it is it is. And you might have missed this point, but Ju- uh, Sarah gave Juno the opportunity to fess up, and she lied. I saw that. Yeah. I saw that at the end. Like, when after she goes full um, apocalypse now out of the blood water, which <laughs> yeah. I have, like, I was like, is that a piss puddle? And then, like, four lines down in my notes, like, oh, that's a blood puddle. Yeah, that part <laughs> was really Not funny. just a puddle. It's a pool. She's in a pool of blood. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. It's Deadpool, if you will. Oh. <laughs> hey, Joyce, if you were to describe these creatures to the audience, how would you describe them? And we're talking about the ladies. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So my initial uh, thought was they look like, uh, I don't know what his name is, but the guy, the, the monster in Lord of the Rings, that's like my precious. That was my thought. Yeah, oh. that's Golem. That's what okay. he was calling Okay, yeah, that's how I'd explain him, but um, more slimy. I'd call them wet goblins. Yeah. That's what wet I was thinking. Goblins. Looks like a wet goblin. Blind also. That We didn't mention that they're completely blind. Yeah. Um, nocturnal creatures that uh, would probably... They said they use sound, right? Because one of... Uh, I don't know if you guys caught this, but one of the characters in the cave was a teacher. Yeah. So they all stop and have a moan of, teacher, figure out what this creature is as they stand around a dead body of one of them. And she's like, ah, they're blind. They're probably like the salamanders and they probably have echolocation like a bat. It was, it was Becca because I actually had that noted. I was like, oh, so Becca's just an underground monster expert all of a sudden? <laughs> Would echo- she wears many hats. And this is like, a, I guess, a legit science question. Would echolocation work well in a cave where everything's going to bounce every fucking way? Like, I know bats live in a cave, but they go hunt outside. It does, but I mean. All right, this movie's shit. <laughs> I'm convinced there's too many holes. <laughs> I feel like I mean, your sound waves would just fucking be everywhere. In well, they, they they acclimate to it though. I mean, yeah. they they can probably distinguish. Just okay. Yeah, it's like Daredevil. He can tell the difference between living and non-living thing. I mean, it's basically I, the same thing. Come on, these guys are Daredevil. But I, I think John has a point though because. They scream they, a lot. The, these women have invaded the homes of these creatures. Oh, they screech like the Nazgul from fucking Lord of the Rings. Like, <laughs> like that's not going to be effective. Right. But maybe, as, maybe as chirp we, or something. Right. But as we find out is that uh, one of them falls into a pile of bones and it's like random animals and they realize that they come out of the cave at night to hunt. 
Yes, they did mention that they go at. hunt up in the the daylight. I think it's Juno that says that they hunt up up in the the real world. So if we follow, if we info, if we can get around them, we can find their exit that they use. Right. I guess we just assume, John, that they'd be even more lethal if they were outside of the cave where their echolocation worked better. Right. Well, maybe if their echolocation wasn't screeching, that might help, too. <laughs> and if, yeah, if anyone's ever heard a dolphin, but it's more like clicks yeah, than bats screeching. Yeah, like, bats use, like, little, like, chirps and clicks yeah. and stuff like that. They don't, like, screech <laughs> loud as possible. Which so. there was the clicking going on. There was some clicking, yeah. but... Mostly screeching. Mostly screeching. <laughs> they can't see, and you're actually fighting. Maybe don't, like, fuck up your entire sense of, like, radar. <laughs> So speaking of the bones, is it confirmed that those were animals or those humans? I think it was a mixture of both. They show on the camera, they show her panning. There's like some wolf. There's a wolf head. There's some like like, like deer antlers and stuff like that. I saw plenty of skulls and rib cages, but I wasn't sure like where they came from. I think it's a mix of all. I think it's a mix of everything. But yeah, there was definitely some animals peppered in there. Can you imagine how many milk cartons have missing people (laughs) on them? Exactly. See, Based I thought the they would have been smarter to have like random holes up on the ground and have them covered so things would fall through these holes into their pits mm-hmm. and they would just kill that way. I didn't think they had to go up to the ground to hunt, like the top level. I thought they'd be smart enough to just like build like mm-hmm. trap holes nope, they're and morons. things fall in <laughs> and then they eat them as they, they fall to the ground, die, and then boom, we got dinner. They don't seem to have a super high level of intelligence. So I don't think, I think traps are beyond them. <laughs> That's true. He was confused by that watch alarm. Yeah, that was that. Oh, it was over here. Now it's over there. Mm. So a couple other girls die and we're left with Juno and Sarah. Show some goddamn respect. Yeah, that sentence did a lot of work for the movie. (laughs) A couple of the other girls die. (laughs) So some shit happens. You're the one saying they don't have any personality, so why bother? I'm just kidding. Anyway. uh, Lots of panic deaths for a lot of people... Yeah, which I guess is very realistic. They panic, do something stupid, and die. That seems to be the... <laughs> I did like the one that was... They, as they're trying to escape, right? Uh, Juno meets up with two of our uh, remaining survivors. While they're trying to escape, they come across another chasm, and they're doing the whole ceiling tent stake thing again. And one of them's doing it without a rope, and then comes across one of the creatures on the ceiling. And she has a fight with it, has her neck slashed, and then her dead body's just hanging from the ceiling. I was like, that was cool. Yeah. That's my favorite kill of the movie. <laughs> Agreed. Like, that was, like, when she, like, gets her throat slashed, and then she stabs it in the head, and then she, like, is just hanging there by, like, her waist and spinning her lights, like, spinning around the room, and there's, like, blood dripping from her. I was like, that's a great visual kill. Like, yeah. that was really cool looking. Yeah, that was neat. Um, Sarah and Juno meet up. And that's where Sarah has already met with Beth, and it's revealed to her that Juno was having the affair. That she gives her the uh, little, you know, live every day, live every day, yeah, lock it or whatever like it is, because they made a point in the movies. Like Paul always said this. No one else would have this. Also, we got to point out how shitty Paul is. If that's one of your catchphrases, don't give another girl yeah. a piece of jewelry with your fucking catchphrase on it. Not a great cheater. You know, yeah. <laughs> maybe have two catchphrases. Maybe, you know, maybe develop. And also it's another thing, dude, you know what? If you're doing the same game and the same exact thing for multiple women, you're just treating them like me. Oh. You know, you also not- say, why, if it works, why change it? Um, <laughs> you know, you got thing in the cheater mindset, Garrett. I'm, you know, I guess I'm just not acclimated to that. But um, I think what you're trying to say, if you're going to juggle women, at least be woke about it. Yeah, I mean, or just you know, like have a unique interaction with a different, you know, like if you want the same, it's like the same thing with two different people. It's like that's boring, you know. <laughs> at least variety it up or something. God, Paul and Juno were pieces of shit. They're meant for each other. 
They should have just gotten a divorce. Those two could have hooked up. They could have avoided this whole trip altogether. They mm-hmm. would have lived unhappily ever after. There you go. You just rewrote the movie. None of this tragedy <laughs> happens. So, Instead, what actually happens. Yeah. Uh, let's wrap this up. So Juno and Sarah are fighting their way out of the cave. Earlier when they first like meet up again, they're the last two survivors. She's all like, where's Becca? And, and Juno's like, she didn't make it. Where's so-and-so? She didn't make it. And that's when she kind of looks at her real like carefully and like, where's Beth? And then she's like, the creatures she, killed her. Yeah, the creature killed her. And she's like, did you see her? Did you see her die? Like Sarah asks her that. And she's like, yes. And then she's like, okay. So that's when Sarah knows, okay, she's lying about this, which again, though, could have been resolved as being like, I accidentally stabbed her. Right. You know, like I accidentally did it. And also another thing is let's like a, take a point here. Talk about Beth. Beth gets stabbed in the neck by this pickaxe. And, and then still tells, talk, still talk. Yeah. Tell Sarah, don't trust her. You snuck up on someone who was fighting for their life. You can't be mad at them for this. True. Take some like, ownership, Beth. Come on. She didn't turn around and be like, oh, hi, Beth. Stab, stab, stab. No, it was like a, oh, shit. You clearly like Juno was like, I'm like, sorry, like freaked out about it. Like, not like, oh, my God, what have I done? But Beth just sells her out. Just like, yeah. oh, she meant to do Fucking this. Beth. This is some bullshit right She's here. She's dying. Yeah. She has nothing to lose. It's classic She's Beth right there. Out with yeah, you. What the hell? Why not? You're all going to die. all to the ground. <laughs> and, you know, look. We may be a little biased against her, too, because she's the one that fucked them all in this cave, you know, like right. trapped them all in there. Maybe she's a little angry about that stuff. Uh, okay. Maybe it's her little like her subtle uh, revenge. Perhaps. Ooh, I mean, that should be part two. Juno is for <laughs> sure an asshole. But in her defense, it is not unreasonable to think Beth is fucking dead. She got stabbed. And he if Beth wasn't Superwoman, she would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking Wolverine healing properties. But <laughs> it's true. Um, it's they realize that there's like a, a dozen or more of these creatures on their tail. Sarah just takes her climbing axe or pick and jams it straight through Juno's leg and left behind to be eaten while Sarah es- escapes. Yeah. Sarah escapes. just jams her right to the knee and is like, they're going to get you and I'm going to get out. And depending on which version of the film you watched, the ending is different. Yes. Which I was actually watching as John came in and John was like, Oh, which ending did you get? And I was like, wait, there's multiple endings. <laughs> yeah. And then the ending plays out basically. Um, yeah. Sarah is leaving, like leaving and she falls down this hole, slides down, lands next to a pile of bones again. And then she wakes up, climbs up a gradual incline, gives birth out the side of a mountain. <laughs> you know, like she, climbs uh, she's this, reborn. She's reborn unto yeah. the earth. Yeah. It was very, very blatant. I she's was like, I got new it. fucking vicious. Sarah. She covers a ton of ground real quick, runs to the car, finds the Jeeps that they left. Who leaves their keys underneath their their visors for cars that are like not every movie ever. Well, if you, you know, need that, to make a getaway, you know that that's a, that's a, a point in the movie. Like they they she feels like somebody is going to get a lot get out alive, and whoever whoever it happens to be, I'll leave the keys here for them. Yeah, that's like. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's hedging your bets way out the beginning. You should have been like, well, are going to make it out. So clearly we can just take the keys with us. Right. No, But well, she 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 leaves the book behind. She knows they're fucked. But there's a chance somebody might might make it out alive. So I'll, I'll leave the keys for them. I'm envisioning a reboot of this film where it's more of like a death race. Like Juno gets them all in there, straps GoPros to their head and is like, first one out gets to drive away alive. Exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the keys are under the visor. So she gets in the car, starts driving away. For some reason, just pulls over. It's just a vomit. Oh, she has to vomit. And then she looks up and sees... Her dead kid. Her dead kid sitting in the seat next to her. Wait a minute. I thought that was Juno. That she saw the Juno. Oh, yeah, you're right. The ending, it's Juno. Okay. Okay. And this one, she sees dead Juno, like, staring at her, like, covered in blood. She goes, ah, freaks out, wakes up back in the cave. She never actually got out after she fell down to the bone pile. And then 
starts to like sit up. Her torch is laying next to her and then she sees the birthday cake and her kid and she like looks over and then it kind of pans out and you realize that she's actually staring at nothing and it's the torch, not the birthday cake. And she's hallucinating her kid having a birthday party and she just seems cool with it. She's just happy to be there. <laughs> Smash cut the black roll credits because she's completely lost it. Right. Yeah. So that's the end of the, the movie that I saw. Right. And then in the American release, it is almost the same cut to black. Uh, you know, she's in the car. It goes pretty much the same up to the car, but then it is her dead kid. And then the end. Wait, it's just her dead kid in the car. Well, yeah, where the, where she turns her head and it's Juno. In the American mm-hmm. version, she turns her head and it's her dead kid. And is there, it's, like, they got, like, holes through her head where the kid got impaled? Or is it just the kid just sitting there? I think it's like, just like a zombie kid. Oh. And, uh, and then credits. Then, you know, well, I guess it's the picture of them, their group photo. Oh, yeah, which the credits roll over. Yeah. So I really hope that part two, in part two, uh, Sarah becomes queen of the creatures. <laughs> okay, I well, let me comes back as their leader. I want you guys to uh, uh, tell me what movie two is about. I think Joyce nailed it, Sarah. <laughs> queen of the creatures. Yeah, she finds out. You know what? Being above ground fucking sucks. I could go be creature queen. But but she 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 goes down. She she rules them. She civilizes them. Cleans up their cave a little bit. You know. It makes it nice and presentable. Wait, 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 wait. You just made her a housemaid of the cave creatures. <laughs> She's Margot Stewart of the underground. Domesticizes. What, what kind of yeah. queen cleans the home? Well, she, I don't clean the kingdom. I'm here mother. to rule. Yeah. She, yeah. she might farm out some of this to subcontractors. Okay, okay. But mostly, uh, she... That's yeah. fair. Then she raises them as an army, takes over the globe. Anybody else want to take night. a guess at what this movie plot is in movie two? Yes. Okay, I go will. ahead. What do you got? So, Sarah now just committed to basically living underground at this point, meets some of the creatures. She forms a friendship with some of the lady creatures. She ends up having an affair with one of the lady creatures' husbands. He gives her a little rock with an etched (laughs) little saying on it. They end up taking a trip up to the top and in the cave, up in the the, the woods, they're going to go on a camping trip where they get attacked by hillbillies and teenagers and they have to fight for survival. But she knows that she's been cheating. So one of the creatures ends up killing Sarah up on the top where the, the kids... Man, I wish this was true. She makes it back down to the... I can't, I can't even finish it. We get it. It's oh, a mirror man. reverse of yes. everything that happened in movie one. But I wish that was the case. Or mirror, in movie three, it <laughs> underground again. Or it's like a Dale and Tucker situation. Same movie from the perspective of the creatures and like these kids these high these these fucking uh, cavers keep killing themselves all over my home (laughs) these are all excellent ideas that i wish had been made into the film but this is what actually happens in movie two sarah makes it out she's got dun 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 she's lost her memory she doesn't remember what happens she gets caught by the sheriff and they all go back into the cave and guess what juno's still alive are you Shut fucking kidding up. me? Nope. That's a, that's what happens. Tell me she's become like queen of like. No, she actually Does she saves. She domesticates him. She saves Sarah at some point and then dies in the process. Oh, so Jesus. Juno dies in movie two. Oh, God. But Why? guess what? At the end, none of them make it out because apparently there was an old farm man who's been watching the whole of the cave kind of gatekeeping the creatures the whole time. So he kills her right as she's escaping. Oh. Why would he do that? Because he's there to watch over the creatures, make sure nobody finds out about him. So that's actual descent to it. It, ta- it sounds terrible. Yeah, descent. Wow, fucking terrible, man. I don't even know what to say about that. Our versions were way better. Much together, much Hollywood. Better. Much better. Uh, this movie was shot for four point six million dollars. 
and brought in... With a whole soundstage, huh? That's right. Well, that's not bad at all. No. And it made $57.1 million. They saved all their money on lighting. You guys have any other thoughts on this you want to bring up? Joyce, do you have any other complaints that you want to make known about Descent? I just want to say, overall, this is an absolutely terrible movie, and I'm sorry I wasted my my time watching it. So you would not recommend it? Absolutely not. Okay. So you guys... um, at the director Neil Marshall's insistence, all the people playing the villainous crawlers, which is what they were called in the movie, Lame. were professional actors rather than stuntmen or dancers. He wanted them to cultivate a distinct character for their crawler, although in the finished film, many crawlers only appear for a few seconds. <laughs> <laughs> what a waste of time. Yeah. Um, also, this was originally slated to have both men and women in it, but the director Neil Marshall realized that horror films rarely have an all-female cast. Uh, so he defied convention and cast everybody as women. I, I think that the real reason that they were all women was so that they could fit through those tiny holes in the cave. I mean, I'm not going to argue with that. There's no way that any of us would have fit through them holes. Truth. Might would have stuck on my beer gut and be like, I can't help. <laughs> Production of this film was fast-tracked so the movie could be released before the similarity-themed American film The Cave. The Cave was utterly forgettable. I don't know. I never I saw it. I was like, I'm good with the descent. I yeah. don't need a second the cave. Movie a way in my life. Um I will say that I I still think this movie's very good. I agree. On rewatch the fifth or sixth time now that I've seen it. Fifth or sixth time? In the past twelve or fourteen years, okay, okay. yes. I've seen it five <laughs> or six you. times. God, I was like, um, just this weekend alone. I, <laughs> yeah. I always watch it. I just throw it on. What what do you guys look for in rewatchability of horror films? Because I don't I won't I don't really go back to a lot of horror films to revisit them after I know what the scares are. So rewatching the descent for the sixth time, it didn't have the same impact as, you know, the first time through. This is probably one of the best questions you've ever asked, Mark. Like this is actually a really great question. Thank you. And I think we should let Joyce answer first. What do you look for in a horror film, Joyce? If like, it's one that you're going to repeat view, uh, that you still kind of get enjoyment. What brings you back to a, so here's the thing. Like I love horror movies and I'm always excited to watch them, but I never go back and watch them a second time. You know, once I watch them that first time and scares the shit out of me and I know what's going to happen, I, I'm not sure why, but just for, for one reason or another, like I've never gone back to watch a horror movie again. Like I've seen Paranormal Activity 1 one time and it stuck with me enough that I've never gone back to see it again. So the descent now holds a place in your heart that you've seen it at least twice. I'm sad to say, yeah, it does. <laughs> She's like the darkest, blackest part of my heart. And I think, I think you're hitting it right on the head, Joyce. Once you know where the scares are, a lot of these movies aren't really rewatchable. Um, but I think some films do offer rewatchability, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, where maybe it's not so much scary as it is bananas or, you know, fun. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I kind of gravitate more as the, towards those type of horror movies. Your Evil Dead 2, your Army of Darkness, I wouldn't call those scary in the least. There's not a lot of the jumps, but they're enjoyable to me. So that's what I'm looking so for in a rewatchable horror film. it's not so much the film. horror aspect of a movie that brings you back. It's the, the fun enjoyability of it. Absolutely. So it's not the scare, it's the... You can have a yeah. scares in a film, but if you're going to bring me back, you got to have other things to bring to the table. That's a... John? Yeah. I don't generally like rewatch horror movies either. That's why I'm fucking balls deep in Amazon right now, <laughs> <laughs> scraping the bottom, looking for my next fix. But, um... <laughs> That's going uh, to be on the back of your DVD box. <laughs> uh, I mean... Comedies are really the only movies I actually rewatch in general. You know, I'm not a big movie. There's rewatcher. I think comedies and, like, a couple of my favorite movies, but in general yeah once you kind of seen it once it's like all right i tend to rewatch a lot of the same movies like i i have a handful of movies that i just consistently like watch a lot 
Um, I don't sit down and really watch movies like I'm going to sit down and enjoy this movie right now, unless it's something like I'm looking forward to. But I don't know. That's weird because like I want to say kind of like the the fun, terrible 80s horror movies. I'll go back to kind of for what you said, Mark, just the the crazy 80s aspect of it. You mm-hmm. know, like some of the, the goofy ass characters from Friday the 13th Part 2. You know, I'm like, OK, or three. I mean, you know, I'm like, oh, that's really fun and, you know, kind of enjoyable. But then I think about like 28 Days Later and I'll watch that movie all the damn time. And there's nothing funny about that movie. It's just a solid movie. And I know the scares. I know what's going to happen. But I just feel like it's constructed well enough to where it can stand on its own, even if it wasn't a horror movie. I don't know. I definitely wouldn't say it's the scares, um, which is interesting because I don't think any of us picked the scares. No, I I, I take it back. I will watch a movie sometimes the second time if I feel like there's something I missed from it. Like I'm thinking about like the girl with all the gifts, for example. I'd watch that again because I feel like on second viewing, I'd gain something. But to watch a movie like hereditary more, yeah like hereditary, hereditary watched it again and we were looking for things that right. time around versus the first time we were just experiencing but more than twice is like man almost never ever happens unless yeah. it's like for the podcast or something that's fair all right well lastly i just wanted to bring up one other thing about the descent um this movie came out at a time where i really wasn't enjoying the horror movies um we had saw hostile you know, that type of film, The Grudge, these movies I don't really hold in high regards. So this film stood out to me a little bit more. And I think that might have been why I had it pegged so high. On the sixth rewatch, I don't think I would put uh, Descent in my top 10 anymore, especially after the, the amount of films that we've watched for this podcast. I've seen a lot more that have kind of edged out the Descent for sure. So you think you kind of like, you you replaced it with something better from yes. that time frame. Had you been exposed to more of it? Correct. Or okay. Yeah, as I've watched more movies, I'm like, okay, there are better movies. So than the this film set. didn't degrade in your mind. It's just you other you ones been exposed have moved to up. more. Okay. Yeah, um, I will say that the director did say at the time of filming that he wanted to ramp up the tension slowly. Unlike American horror films you see uh, at, at the time period, you know they'll normally have the jumps and the scares in the first few minutes. But his idea was to. Um, let the terribleness of the cave dark, the drowning, the claustrophobia, and then whenever things couldn't get any worse, they made it worse with creatures. And, and that makes sense from like a, from a writing perspective. I can completely see that being the case. And let's be completely honest, the claustrophobic aspect of like the cave stuff, the beginning, fantastic. It worked really well for me. The problem is though, is it, again, as Joyce has said, and I've said, you know, like, I don't care about these characters in any form or fashion. And even now that I know more about them and their backstories, which I evidently missed, <laughs> I still don't care about them. Like so much of this was just like, we're here to survive. You know, I get it. Juno's not a good person, but at the same time, like why, why fucking kill her at the end? Like she didn't die. Well, okay. We didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't, I don't think descent two is Canon. I'm striking her from descent <laughs> okay. Canon unilaterally. <laughs> But was it the same director and writer for Descent 2? Uh, I want to say that one of the guys that worked on 1 directed 2, but the director from 1 became a producer on 2. Okay, right on, right on. Yeah, I don't know. I just had a real hard time, like, giving a shit about any of the characters, which really affected my movie experience with this film. And that's a fair point. It didn't really bother me that much. I would recommend this film. It sounds like John would still recommend this film. So we're split 50-50. Yeah, I... mm. I kind of want to recommend this film as someone's like really into like cave horror. <laughs> that's very specific. <laughs> that's a very specific <laughs> subgenre. Probably only have like five movies to pick from. So yeah, you know, why don't you watch this one? Steve from Nevada, this film's for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if that's it, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Okay. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.